Coming to you from Galactic Womb Studios inside Gasa GTO. You are now tuned in to the podcast by creatives, for creatives, music nerds, weirdos, outcasts, misfits, and high frequency humans. If you are out of place in outer space, you've landed, baby. Welcome to the Trigger Words Podcast. Yo, peace, peace, peace. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. My name is Art Bars. Yo, this is Creeps. Doctor. Doctor. Let's get it. Episode four. What's good, Nessio? How you Welcome doing? Welcome back, y'all. I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. By the way, that that uh, instrumental we just heard was by the homie Silencio. That was called Noche. And since we're theming everything out to be Nessio today, I thought it was only fitting because it has a... Um, Thong song sample. So it's Baby. very Nessio. Oof, it's just Ness. But um, it's a very Nessio vibe in the air today. The neighbors are out partying. They yeah, have music all cranked up. You feel it too, right? That I, vibe, that Nessio vibe, it's been around. I am wired, no drugs needed. You there know you what go. I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think it's this weather has just been so gosh dang good to us. I know, it just came around out of nowhere. I'm. I mean, I've been so busy, so I hadn't yeah. been able to really keep up with the weather. But now that it hit <laughs> us, it's like, damn, this is nice. It feels nice, man. It feels <laughs> nice. Uh, Sarah just did some some more gardening out in the front. It looks beautiful. We got these new beautiful cactuses. Everything's I know. looking amazing. A lot of love going around. Um, how was your week, man? It's get been a good to, week. Get yeah. into a bunch of stuff. Since the last time we spoke, everything has been smooth. Thank Ja. Thank Ja Rastafari. <laughs> Yo, it was it was a very good week. Um, we we stayed pretty busy actually. We were mm-hmm. recording with the homie Amalia Ortiz. That's right, she, man. She came in and did uh, a verse for Kids Is Watching, which is going to be on the Whip. I can't wait for that, man. I was so stoked ever since you brought up the idea to include her on it. Mm-hmm. You reached out, and I'm so glad that she yeah. was down because dude, what she laid down sounds amazing yeah it sounds super dope and um we actually just released uh like magic too uh, as a single off of the dwip so if you haven't heard it check out like magic produced by felipe jr over here philip smartman a phd and your boy arthur barsworth mc on the rhymes check that shit out but uh what i was gonna say is uh we released like magic as the single but after we did uh the verse with amalia for kids is watching we were just like let's do another single and then we'll drop the full project yeah man the official single like magic like magic i can't believe we got a song out man it's it was a lot of work but man it's so worth it yeah it's out in the ether man whether mm-hmm. you like it or not it's there it's there it's freaking there dude um so this week, actually, uh, I got to play with Ariel and Josh and Sarah. Shout out to them at the Dakota. It was yeah, super yeah. badass. Um, there was a there was a bit of a crowd. I did see a lot of the uh, tables were full. I was just like, man, this is this is pretty badass, man. Mm-hmm. So 
shout out to all of them shout out to kent for still doing this for us we appreciate you so much kent you're an amazing person to our community um and also something i did want to talk about that was just so interesting i don't know if i've told you about this yet what's that uh i went over to cross house shout out to cross shout out to ariel they live over there uh, i used to live with them uh but he he invited me over we were hanging out and he pulls out this little thing uh this is one of those little <laughs> silver things with like with medicine in it that you like pop it's got the little oh yeah um no popping of the peas, please. Please stop the popping of the peas. Inside joke. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, so anyways, he, he hands me these pills and he says, Art, take one. And I'm like, crah, what are you, I, what are you giving me? I was like, I don't want to. He's like, no, dude, it's, it's it just take it. You're going to love it. I was mm-hmm. like, what is this supposed to do? It's, and he said, it's called Miracle Berry. You you put it you put the tablet in your mouth it dissolves and you kind of like rub it around in your in your gums in your tongue and everything, and then for the next twenty minutes things that are bitter are gonna taste sweet. So he came so I took the pill, I you know went through the process, and then he cut up a bunch of tangerines. Oh no, not tangerines. I'm sorry. He he cut up some grapefruits and some lemons and you know those are pretty sour pretty bitter they've got a very acidic oh yeah taste. man they'll give you the sour face immediately <laughs> gotcha bad you know what i mean so i took i took this pill the miracle berry pill oh it's a pill it was the pill that i took okay i took it and then you're supposed to eat something after you have the pill hang on a second yeah and um so basically I go and apparently like the pills are already working. I don't feel anything like going on in in my mouth, uh, but I go and I take a bite of this grapefruit, mm-hmm. and it just tastes like straight up candy. Really, it tastes like Jolly Ranchers, dude. Wow, it is like insane. And then he's like, "Dude, taste the lemon." I took a bite of that lemon, and that lemon tasted like like the sweetest lemon. It tastes like the lemonade from Chick Fil A. Have you had that? I haven't tried the lemonade. That is like it's like insanely sweet. It's like oh, the, yeah. it's the comparison is like like the sweet tea at Bill Miller's. Oh, okay. That's how sweet it is, but lemonade. You know Dang, what I mean? Dude. It was insane. I had that miracle berry experience. Um that was super duper crazy. Where do I get a miracle berry? <laughs> Uh, apparently Sarah ordered some plants. So you can get them in plant form or you can get them in tablets. And she ordered some plants, so we're about to start Growing some Miracle Berry, hush, hush, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, Miracle Berries. Can't wait to try that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, other than that, um, I honestly just want to say thank you to everybody who's still rocking with your boys. Y'all still fox with us. That's right. Thank y'all, man. That, that is a beautiful thing. I know that the guys from Bear Brass have just been showing so much support. Uh, Ryan, Leo, Kra, Hugo. Uh, and they've just been like showing so much support. And we're actually going to get them in the studio very soon for their very own episode. And we're going to get some help from the guys to throw in some, uh, throw in some music, uh, the, throw in like a trombone solo from Ryan or something. But that's uh, still in the works. So we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge once we get to it. But um, we also had uh, someone else posting in the comments. Yeah, man, I wanted to shout out Angel Garza. Angel. He posted some lyrics in the comments. One of the episodes, man, showing us he's listening. Thanks, man. Yeah, because after all, guys, the podcast to us, you know, as it is very important, but 
you know, at least for me personally, I I really love people's reactions to the songs and the skits because that's that's our creative side. You know, when we talk mm-hmm. and we have dialogue on the podcast, it's great and it's almost like our friends get to listen to us and you know, hopefully make some new friends and everything. But the real thing, as as Joaquin's mom would say, our don is to create, is to be musicians and to just make new sounds. And you know, the skits have been funny. People have been really digging them. Uh, so we want to keep uh, going with more and more of that. So please, uh, if you have any feedback, if you want to share with us, we do have an email set up for that. What was that email again, Felipe? Hit us up at the email. It's triggerwordsmail at gmail.com. Triggerwordsmail, like M-A-I-L, yeah. at gmail.com. Any kind of comments, concerns, any suggestions? Yeah, we, we're open to all of it. We're you know, if you don't if you don't want to go public and like post a comment for everyone to see, you can go private and hit up the email triggerwordsmail at gmail dot com. Yeah. Just hold, don't hold them feelings to yourself, baby girl. And you can also hit us up in the DMs on Instagram at triggerwordspod. Uh, send all your love or your hate. Um, Yo, man. So you know who's not showing love? Who's that? The U.S. government. What? Shockers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when are they ever showing up? So uh, they still won't release. Uh, you know, they still haven't come to a decision with that stimulus check money, which uh, would be much appreciated in these times. Them Donnie uh, Bucks. But you know what? I just uh, I had a conversation with some friends the other night, and someone brought up a really good point that we're going to get that money. You know, yeah. I'm I'm pretty certain we are because it's election year. Yes, you know, sir. Yes, you know, sir. fucking Trumpito has to. <laughs> Trumpitas. Trumpitas has to. He's got to win votes somehow, so he's gonna send that check. Yeah, he's gonna say it would be a surprise to me if he did. Yeah, it's like straight up bribe money. He's like, all right, America, listen, I'm going to send you another twelve hundred dollars. You guys are gonna love it. You're gonna love me for it. Vote Trump, make America great again. Like, just shut your dumb ass up and give me my money. Shut that Cheeto up. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking bastard. Anyways, um, another crazy thing that happened, that's happening since we last spoke is uh, 19 years. uh, 9-11. That's right, man. 19 years already. Where does the time go? Yeah, dude. We were were actually... uh, Sharing our experiences the other day, me, you, and Sarah. Uh, did can, what was what was nine eleven for you uh, when you were growing up? What do you yeah. remember from that day? I remember, you know, I was much younger. I was actually in sixth grade when nine eleven happened, two thousand and one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a young little baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. Always a little baby, But um, <laughs> I remember waking up. I was living in these apartments on the south side. Uh, San Jose apartments across from um, Padre Park, Mission County Park. <clears throat> I remember waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. My mom, my dad, and my younger brother and me lived in the apartment. Woke up in the morning and I was putting my clothes on and I saw that the news was on. I think it was like CNN or maybe it was a local news station. It was on every news station. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I just see the headline. It's like plane flies into tower. Like, oh shit, some idiot really accidentally flew into the tower, damn. And then time passes by and then I end up going to school and I'm in in my English class and I think it was the first class of the day in the morning. They'd had the TVs turned on in all of the classrooms. 
and you know how they had TVs like up in the corner, like um, mounted up in the classrooms. It was like the older classrooms was like old as brown tube TV. <laughs> Some of the newer wings had like the plasma mini mini TVs. But we had that old ass TV. We're still watching Spoiled the news. bastards. We're still watching the news. You know what I mean? And and we see the second plane hit. We saw it happen. You saw it live while you were in class. Yeah, and we're like, oh shit! Wow, we're like, man. wow! I can't believe this is happening. And that's when I realized this is not an accident. This is on purpose, obviously. Yeah. And it was it was funny when it happened. Not not that the what happened was funny, but like where I was here with the kids, they were all, we were all young kids, right? And some of my friends were like, oh man, they want to fuck with America. They want to be messing with America. We're going to go over there and show them what's up. Yeah, yeah, hopefully draft us, we go to war. And then my teachers, and then my teacher put everybody in check and he was like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You all have not seen what people have seen on a battlefield in the war. It's like, I've been in the war, I've been out there, it's not nice. And y'all are used to seeing things on TV and it being cool, but when you're there in real life, it's not what you think it is. And everybody got quiet, it was just like, yeah. sorry, sir. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking back on it, I'm just like, I'm like, thanks for checking us, because like, anybody else, any lesser person would have let us be dumbasses, you know? Absolutely. What about you, Matt? Where were you on it? Uh, first and foremost, man, shout out to that teacher, man, because that is that's that's fucking awesome. Man. We need more teachers like that, stern and you know providing the right information. But, yeah, yeah. Um, as for me, I was actually with a really dope teacher at the time too. Um, I was in my math class. It's funny you remember like the class you're in, the teacher, all that stuff. It's just it's a it's a day that's like immortalized in our brains, right? Yeah. Um, so I was in my I was in my English class and I just kept hearing this kid, a few kids were talking about there's a plane, the kamikaze. There's a kamikaze, there's something with a plane and a building and a kamikaze. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck kamikaze means. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, so some guy crashed the plane by accident. And then um, you know, they started talking about all this stuff, and then all of a sudden there's another plane. And they're like, oh, it's another plane. I was like, wait, okay, so the first one wasn't an accident then, because this is like for sure. Yeah. Right now we know that they are really, um, uh, they're really doing this on purpose. Like this is an attack. Yeah. And then the entire day it was just uh, parents picking up their kids. Boop, can we have Jorge Gonzalez to the office? He's going on oh, for the yeah. day. Boop, can we have so and so? It was just constantly all all day long, and I was just waiting. And my mom never came. I was like, damn, I had to ride the bus home and shit. You're like, why did you pick me up, mom? Yeah. So the whole day, like, everybody was, like, in this weird mood. I remember, like, our teacher was more than anything, like, trying to, like, calm us down. Because everybody was, like, pretty, um, everybody was visibly shaken. Like, we didn't have TVs. Like, it's, it's crazy because we talk about all of our experiences. And everybody talks about how they wheeled in the TVs and they showed it to you and they said, you look at what they did to us. Yeah. I didn't have that experience. I got on the school bus and I remember by the time I got on the school bus, mm -hmm. which is like, what, three o'clock, whatever, this happened at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. I remember this kid saying, oh, they're saying that it was this guy named Osama, Osama. And I remember that by that day, they already knew it was Osama, right? Yeah. So we're talking about it. Obviously, it's a hot topic. We're like, there's nothing else to talk about about these planes that hit this building, and it's like a terrorist attack. Now, a terrorist attack is a new trigger word, a new vocabulary that's injected into us to this day. That's right. Actually, I think that term terrorism was coined after that. No way. I didn't know that. Holy shit. So you see, like, and, and then and then it was just like on the news all the time. So anyway, I got home 
I got home and I remember I, the first thing I did was turn on the TV. And as soon as I turn on the TV, it's that first plane boom, oh, yeah. blowing into the building. And I remember like my world just kind of like crumbled, man. I was like, I was like, is this for real? Is this real? Like, is this real life? And then you yeah. see the other one, boosh. And it was just a loop on every single channel. Anything you put it on, Cartoon Network, anything, anything at all, music channels, everything. Yeah. It was just like, it was like, a, I forgot what the station is. It's like, you know, it's like the NPR of like, you know, news stations or whatever. And it was just that image. And I remember I just saw that loop for hours that day. And yeah, I remember that my feel, my, my fear was just accelerated. It was intense. Um, and, and I was, and it's something that stays with you forever. And I was just talking with, uh, um, with Sarah and actually Joaquin was here earlier because you guys were rehearsing with the Santa Tunes. Yeah. And we were saying how, um, cause we were talking about how my niece, you know, she's kind of oblivious to 9-11. It's just like the little blurbs that she reads on her, on her history books. Yeah. Um, wow, man, I haven't even thought about it being in the history books now. Dude, you know it started when we were in school. Dude, so trip on this, man. Those kids who don't really like they, they're not scarred by 9-11 like we are. The thing that's gonna scar them like 9-11 is gonna be the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. That's gonna be their 9-11, dude. Yeah. And that's the thing that's gonna be like, oh, do you remember we had to start wearing masks? It was crazy. You know, yeah. it's like such a young, tender age. Because mm -hmm. with 9-11 for us, what changed was now the government wanted to intrude into our personal lives and they started wanting to tap everything they wanted to surveil and everything was just like the government had control of everything and they could watch you at any time they yeah. tap your phones all that stuff yeah they would mask it as protection as protection it's like yo this terrorist stuff is going on just let us get into your rights a little bit and you'll be safe you know that's just yeah. a simple way of putting it yeah, early, early steps to a totalitarian government, just kind of taking away liberties or like spies, like very Big Brother-esque where like, yeah. you know, they say that like your thoughts are the only place that you're truly free. You know, even with these, even with these microphones, I mean, damn, we're putting this for the whole wide web to hear. Um, and what's crazy that ties into it is that Edward Snowden was just recently in the news because of a new NSA thing that got passed. You, you hear about that? Yeah, man, the National Security Agency, the mm -hmm. NSA, was pretty much put together not too long after 9-11 with yeah. the whole Homeland Security mm -hmm. and all that going on. And that dude, Edward Snowden, he was a whistleblower because he worked for them and he'd been in in that career field for years. You know, he knows what he's doing with that. And he, he was working for the federal government, NSA, and he realized that they were, you know, pretty much violating violating a lot of civil liberties by tapping into citizens in the USA's privacy, mm -hmm. you know, collecting data from people's cell phones. And, you know, it's just for anybody, any given time, there's a movie that he came out with. I'm not sure if you've seen it, if you've heard of it, it's called Citizen Four. And it's about him. I definitely implore you to check it out because that was probably seven years ago when it came out and that's when he first came out and um, talks about whenever he was working there, he shares his experiences with um, people in the agency that were at their desks. Even he would, he would even say that at his own desk, he would be able to open up any window 
and choose any government surveillance drone in the world and you could tap into it and watch what it's doing. Imagine so you can that. watch a drone in Saudi Arabia shooting down a building or civilians or people and you could just look at that working there, you know? And that, that brought up a lot of a lot of crazy feelings in him and he was like, yo, this ain't right. So he he outed them. He went public by the not only that but he, he he made it he, he made it aware it's like by the way this you're breaking the law is yeah what he exactly was saying. Like, this like, is illegal yeah he called out the government for doing illegal things mm-hmm. and of course they didn't like that <laughs> if you go against the u.s government they're gonna track you down right that's just how it is it's like it's like a big mob you know what i mean it's like an official mob mm-hmm. for the whole country yeah you know what i mean in that sense yeah but um after he did that he had to <clears throat> he had to leave the country and he got um Asylum. amnesty he got amnesty. Amnesty. amnesty amnesty in some other country like japan or russia or something like he was protected forbidden uh, he's back in the u.s now but um is he yeah he's back in the u.s now he just i think he's back in the u.s now i, I, I don't check that. I, I don't think so because he just did joe rogan's podcast uh not too long ago and because he because he was talking about i'd love to come back home Oh, okay. So, yeah. so but, I, but he he is definitely like under like a protective, like secluded, like yeah. you know, no very hush hush type of situation. Yeah. So that happened seven years ago, and it just came out just in this past week or past couple weeks that the Supreme Court ruled that the NSA's practices were in fact unconstitutional. Boom. So everything he talked about was true, and he's still trying to find a way to come back home and not be tried for something that he exposed that really helped out many americans like you and me like who wants their shit like that i mean for everything that we post right (laughs) that's crazy man and what people don't understand too is that the guy had a very comfortable life he did he had a beautiful wife who he was in love with he had a beautiful house, super steady job. He could have just shut his mouth and just written that straight straight into retirement. Yeah. And it would have been a beautiful thing. He would have been had plenty of money, done whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. But instead, he saw the greater good and he said, you know what? I have to speak up about this. Not a lot of people are able to do that. A lot of people are hush-hush about things just because it's good for you only. But this guy thought about the bigger picture. Yeah. Yo, right now when the sirens were passing by, I thought that was the government coming. I know. The like, hey, no, yes. I was like, oh my god, they work really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what else is working really quick, bro? Is this fire in the West Coast, man? It's putting in some work. I know, man. It's terrible. Jesus, man. It's the end of times. I have a a friend that was living and working in San Francisco, and. He's always posting stuff out there. It's really, really cool stuff he's posting, like on yeah. Instagram and stuff, uh-huh. on his stories. Well, that day, whenever all the skies were red, he was driving down the, was the Golden Gate Bridge, and it just looked like a scary movie. Everything was red. The sky was red, and it was like from his phone, like straight up. He was just recording his drive. He got a little clip of it, like twenty seconds, and like I had to reply. I was like, "Man, that looks crazy," and he was like, "Yeah." It's really it's crazy real. out here. It's real, man. Things have been going crazy out there. Man, so prayers prayers for uh, California and Oregon and Washington, who are the most affected right now. Yeah. Somebody send Meg and Cardi over there. 
<laughs> Sorry, I saw the meme. I had to do it. I had to do it to him. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of really depressing stuff in the news too. Also, we lost a we lost a great figure with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's That's right. Unfortunately, she passed away. RBG, the notorious RBG. And the thing and the thing that makes it even sadder is that already there's a there's a push there's a fight i should say there's a fight for who's gonna take her seat i'm like man she, this woman is not even she hasn't even had her her ceremony nothing like can we like can we wait can we mourn can we yeah can we celebrate her life first before we even i mean i understand it's on the agenda and i'm sure people are going to work on it behind the behind the scenes but trump's already like putting out names yeah. and the one name the last name you want to hear Ted Cruz is already like in the talks for being her replacement on the seat. I'm just like, yeah, I saw Booger, that. Booger eating Ted Cruz. <laughs> what? God damn it, Ted Cruz. The Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer, bro. For real, him? Jesus. No, I saw that too, but uh, apparently he said he's not down. He turned it down. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, praise job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, universe. That is amazing news, actually. Um, well, I guess let's uh, let's let's move on to something that's a little less serious and not as yeah, yeah, not yeah. as much right. of a, as a, of a bummer. Uh, what's good with the sports, man? <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I'm not a big sports person. However, there was some crazy sports stuff that did happen, uh, and I'm sure Vinny could explain it a whole lot better than I can. So I'm gonna sit back, drink my coffee, <laughs> let you do the sports thing. All right, here we go. Imagine this. A pandemic Welcome going to, on. Welcome to Felipe's Sports Corner. <laughs> Imagine this, a pandemic going on. You're bored as hell at home. You turn on the TV, you're like, damn, no more sports. But guess what? They're back. They're back. Holy shit. So what's going on now <laughs> is, you know, the NBA is back. Um, when it comes to that, sports. We're going to NBA sports. We're They're in playoff mode right now, right? Teams yeah, are right who's now. Who's left? There are only four teams left. The Ooh. East and the West Coast. Conference finals are happening right now. Okay. The Lakers are playing against the Nuggets. Oof. And uh, on the East, it's the Heat and the Celtics. Personally, oh I would I would like to see goodness. I would like Celtics. to see the Heat and the Nuggets because I like going oh for the God. underdogs. I and we went completely deep. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like going for the underdogs all the time. It's okay. just, I don't know. It's just my thing, I guess. Because we're Spurs fans and we're the underdogs. But it would be dope to see LeBron win a championship. I think he's fucking amazing. He's like yeah, the he's best player. basketball player. You know, people always hate on him because he doesn't have as many championships as like Jordan. But this, if he goes to the finals, it's going to be his 10th time there. It's his 10th time, time in the finals? Yeah. How many, he's won two championships, right? Yeah. Two. So not a great percentage in that aspect, but yeah. Um, also, I just want to bring up a quick point about the NBA too. Mm -hmm. They've been really putting a lot of work pushing out these really positive messages about social justice. They got Black Lives Matter on the court. And then all these players got these messages on the back of their jerseys that say like freedom or love us or um, education reform. Like they all got something to say. All these people, I say people because they're people. They came from somewhere and they came up from wherever they came from and now they're professional players. You know, all these people have been through hard times. Uh, maybe not all of them, but a huge percentage of players in the NBA know what it's like. You know what I mean? Like you grow yeah. up 
in the hood and you just played basketball with your homies and then somebody might make it out. It's a way out for a lot of people. And yeah. even the coaches understand that because sure. they're a part of it. And it's a process growing up into that, whether you start as a coach in, in like a YMCA league and then you move up to middle school and move to high school, maybe you're a college coach and then eventually you're in the NBA. So you see the struggles and it's, it's really, I don't know, to me, it's really, it's really weird to hear people say things like, like shut up and dribble. You know what oh I mean? Oh my god! And I'm like, yo, these are people. I know they're working, and I understand where people come from when they say like, I don't want politics in my sports because I'm trying to get away from that. And I have my long ass day at work, but it's like, you can't silence these people because yeah. they've been through it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, most of the NBA is predominantly black. Like all of the best players, I mean historically speaking have been black you know there was a time when white people were like the really really good ones but that that changed so why not uh highlight the black community which is so prominent in the in, in the basketball community yeah. and, you know and and who who's inspired by the basketball community the black community you know what i mean so like yeah. they have to they you have to acknowledge there's no way they're dribbling basketballs and not thinking about uh the, these all these unfortunate events that are happening you know it's exactly. like why not help you know we're all upset and i'm sure at a certain point they were just like dude we have like a lot of exposure we have a very high reach yeah. let's talk about this yeah and it's amazing to see them use their platform for some good like that yeah and you know people out there are really negative all the time about that stuff it's just and I don't think they fully understand because a lot of people are just comfortable in their homes and they see something that kind of makes them uncomfortable and they're just like, have something negative to say about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the other day I was scrolling through the feed on Facebook and sometimes I, I got to read the comments every once in a while. <laughs> I try to avoid it, but sometimes I'm just like, what are these dumbass people going to say? It's entertaining. <laughs> and I was, I was scrolling through and I clicked on comments on an NBA post and it was about, um, the Lakers took a 3-1 lead in the NBA playoffs, right? And that's one more game to finish the series and go on to the next one, closer to the championship, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm going to read these comments, see what people got to say. And someone's like, yeah, but they blew a 25-point lead. That's terrible. I'm like, bro, they won the game. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, so many people are always so yeah. negative. Even when you see something good, they'll find something bad in the good. It's like, it's fuck up. Players fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's like good people. Oh my god. Hey, that reminds me, we just got our very first hater. So shout out to us. Congrats to us. And uh thanks, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're doing something right when you got hate. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm I'm like super proud. I couldn't be happier about it. Um I love my haters. Whatever, man. We shut them down. We shut them down like they shut down movies and foot ruckers. What? God damn. God damn. Y'all said. Sign up. Y'all said. Huh? Fred's <laughs> fish fry is still alive and well with like the hardest, the hardest pulse in the <laughs> West Side. Damn, dude. How are they doing it? I'm going to go get a number two yeah. after this. I guess those sandwiches must be crack. That's <laughs> <laughs> like. San Antonio, you know, you know, you know the conspiracies. <laughs> Did you like any of those places, like movies or Fred Rutgers? Uh, you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't a big, I didn't go to those places very often. I went a few times because they also did have them in, in my hometown of Laredo, Texas. Okay. Um, Lubies I wasn't crazy about, but 
I remember Fuddruckers was like a was a very rich man's meal for us, right? Because it was like stacked. Like you would get these incredible burgers. It was like yeah. McDonald's for like the elite. Right? <laughs> That's the way I saw it through my child eyes. Yeah, it's like hell yeah. And uh, one of the things that I did like to do is they did have a hot cheese dispenser, like nacho cheese. Oh. And I would just drench my burger, eat that shit, and get constipated. It was fucking great. Dude. Worth it. It was great. <laughs> what about you? Did you did you fuck with any of that shit? When I was a kid, actually, um, my parents would always be like, not always, but every once in a while, they'd be like, let's go to Fuddruckers. Like, they really liked it for some reason. And that's when we would go. I'd be like, yeah, it was like a treat. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go out to eat because... We hardly ever went out. You know, we'd always eat at home. Like, didn't really have too much money growing up, so it was always. A we got newbies at home. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just beans. <laughs> so, um, but they just put them in like the shape of the square fish. <laughs> but I did like newbies a lot. Newbies is it's pretty bomb. Pretty yeah. much everything I like there. Like square fish, I've only had it a few times. It's all right. It's not bad. I like their like chicken and their sides. Pretty good. The Jello, yeah. you know the Jello. <laughs> Jello's lit. Dude. What color? <laughs> what color Jello are you in my life right now? <laughs> dude, there was a lot of people that were like really, really like disheartened by it, and like it turns out like they're not actually closing; they're like just switching like management, whatever that means. Right? Yeah. So they're, I guess they're like getting ready for like a revamp. But in the time since the news broke, a lot of people misconstrued it and thought that they were just going to be gone forever. So everybody like attacked newbies, yeah. like just trying to get that last feeling of nostalgia before it was gone forever. Yeah. But actually it was coming back, but now with even more diabetes. 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 Be careful out there, y'all. Be careful out there. Um, yeah, so we have been enjoying a lot of time at the Dakota. Right. It's still coming up. I hope you guys enjoyed the commercial that we did last time for it. And it's getting a lot bigger. Um, Bear Brass joined up with Luis Gonzalez, Sarah Rocha. And actually, uh, we're going to play a gig as in Los Nahuatlatos, me, you, and the guys. Los Nahuatlatos is going to play a gig with Bear Brass on October the 30th. I guess it would be a Halloween show. Pull up, get Nessie with us. Uh, actually, Ryan asked me to help him with uh, Bulls on Parade. Oh, so yeah, I'm pretty right. excited for it, but I'm like scared. Y'all pray for my voice because I'm gonna try not to fucking just ruin my vocal cords. Can't I, I've been practicing it here and there. The raps, you know, you know, I could do the raps, no problem, but you know, some of the screaming is gonna be a little heavy. And uh, also, you know, if this podcast reaches you in time, uh, Los Nahuatlatos will also be playing on October the 3rd at the Dakota Eastside Ice House, 7 to 9. That's uh, two sets. Come on out. Enjoy your boys. Uh, but that that you definitely don't want to miss that show on October the 30th. It is going to be monstrous. Come out. Come out with your costumes. What you got? Yeah, it's lit. Um, I am like... I'm gonna be, hold on, hold on, I got this, I got this. I'm gonna be a pumpkin, but I'm gonna be like a slutty pumpkin. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the way to go. And I'm gonna be called pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tis the season. I, you, I'm so surprised <laughs> I just came up with that freestyle. <laughs> Yo, so uh, actually speaking of, we're gonna get into our song of the episode. What song is that? Tell us. This is going to be Another one. This you can only hear this single on the Trigger Words podcast, and at least until the album comes out. It's gonna be fresh off of the Dwip. It's actually the first song that we ever did, and this song is called 
Barzilla. Let's check that out. MOP hype woman crew come through to spark the fire fight against the press of goons. It's the clench fist raptivist waking up the imagination. Let's evangelist. We don't all go way to catalyst. So hell we be racing. Cause it was hell we was raised in. Guns blazing when survival is genetically ingrained in. It's Nathan taking you full clip like guru with still Fuck you and your whole goddamn crew. Now what you wanna do, what you gonna do, huh? Two important questions that I hope you have to answer to the music is moving. Your style is too foo-foo Say we're not saying your heart with my art like it's voodoo Discontinue the doo-doo Find something that can trip you Get up, get out, and start making moves, dude Life put you in my way to defeat you You're headed for self-destruction So instead I'm gonna teach you Blow! Oh wow Look at your man's brain shredded on the ground Bah! Oh shit, he's dead? <laughs> yeah, it's Barzilla The three-headed gorilla on a rampage like rampage, projecting my race to this damn page. I'm terrorizing these kids like el cucuy. Got something for ya, si te crees muy muy. So superficial, I'm super official. You can call me art, never artificial. Sexy psilocybin soldier, super soaker, fire, water, flamethrower to the shit's over. Prendo la mecha, siente mis flechas, destruyendo barreras, seguimos a la derecha. Barzella, the three-headed gorilla on a rampage like rat. Yo, fire. That was Nessio. Straight fire. Fire. Fucking Nessio. I'm bam, burning up over here. What the hell is going on here? Oi, Phil, what the hell is going on over here? I don't know, what. It's just a big old fire. (laughs) Straight fire. Straight fire, son. Yo, that is actually the very first Dwip song that we ever made. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this was your first instrumental that you ever made? Yeah, that when was... you started making beats? That's when I first started getting into making some hip-hop beats. I was like, uh, how does this sound? Put a little bit of this, a little bit of that, throw it in the pot, boom, boom, boom. Uh, sounds pretty cool. Actually, I made it a long time ago, and I just had it sitting there. It's like, I don't know, some time ago, and then... We went through the quarantine. I was like, hey, man, 
do you think that you could uh, put some lyrics on this? You know, I was just throwing the idea out there. Uh Uh And um, I mean, what was it like for you after I asked you that? Uh, You know, man, for those of you watching and listening that have worked with me in the hip hop world, know that I'm a very slow writer because I'm very, I try to be very intricate and I don't like to just write a bunch of bullshit that sounds cool. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a stack of beats to the ceiling of guys that have sent me beats that they want me to write to. So I was like, you know what, Felipe, if you want to throw it in the queue, cool. But I heard it and I was like, you know what, this is pretty cool, but I don't know, it's missing something. But little did I know that it was actually, it had too much. We just had to remove something. Yeah. And at the time, we were listening to a lot of West Side Gun and Griselda. And, you know, if you're familiar, they do these really cool experimental hip-hop beats. And a lot of the times, they don't have drums. It's just like a loop of like a vocal sample or like strings or something like that. And then uh, I spoke to you about it, and we, we switched it up. Yeah, that's right, man. We got together and... You know, at first it had drums from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and we were on that Griselda tip. Those Griselda. dudes are killing it, man. Just want to say man. shout outs. Are, I'm a huge fan. They're yeah, killing it in the yeah. hip Armani game. Caesar just dropped the Lee, the Liz. That's right. So everybody's just constantly dropping, and then uh, Conway the Machine just dropped from King to God. Like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, and what were you saying? It's like uh, that that fine art. Rap. It's, it's like fine art rap. It's like very. Um, oh man, it's just so hard to. Everything is so precise from like what they wear to what they say and how they say it, the beats, the presentation, everything. Even like their social media game is so strong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I, I'm trying to model myself after them so much. And then they're just like killing it in the clothing game. And they're just selling like all this super duper expensive clothes that's like really, really nice. And it's just like it has a... It has really cool iconography, and it's just artistic, and it's just very unconventional and just very cool. But we were listening to a lot of that at the time. I mean, we still kind of are. Yeah, man. We were going down the line on mm-hmm. some of the albums. They've got so many, right? And we're like, man, these are, these are some badass beats that they got, and some of these don't have drums on it. Yeah. I was like, wait, let me try something here. And I took, I took the drums off of the beat. Yeah. And I was like, yo, you feeling this? This is kind of on that fine art rap tip mm-hmm. and you're just like i bet and yep. <laughs> you ran with it yeah and it, and it used to be a lot faster and then we slowed it down do you yeah. remember that and another thing i do want to mention some people might be wondering hey you said that you guys were going to do trigger words originals and you guys put a dwip song which is like a project that you and i have mm-hmm. but it it wasn't directly involved with sarah but it actually was because yeah. we actually had a really amazing night one night where the three of us stayed up drinking beers, hanging out, working on Barzilla, and yeah. we were plugging in all these samples into it. The three of us, me, yeah. you, and Sarah. So it was like early into Trigger Word stuff. We were just getting used to uh, ourselves as a as a collective, as a team. You know, so that I remember that night we were just like drinking and we recorded on that little microphone. Yeah. We recorded a little demo. We put in all the little sounds from the Rampage sound. We were like on YouTube looking for gun sounds. Like it yeah. was insane. It was such a fun night that night. Yeah, man. All the all that stuff you hear in there on top of the vocals, it's it's a group effort <coughs> for certain little things in there on that one part when you say prendo la mecha. Uh, yeah. You hear the match in there. We actually recorded 
Sarah striking a match. Mm-hmm. Like that's our original sample. We didn't have yeah. to go online for that. Yeah. And on, on top of that, a couple other things too, but you know, just plugging it in. Like you knew where we had to go because mm-hmm. you knew your lyrics really well. You're like, yo, we got to put this right here. Let's put this right here. And then Sarah was like, yo, let's try to put this right here. Let's put this right here. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And we just yeah. kept layering it on. And before that, you know, I was I was like messing with the vocals, doing like vocal layers and echoes and stuff. And then from that stemmed the idea to put the effects into. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool, man. I felt like a, I felt like a soldier who was who was like Rambo, uh, just kind of like rapping and, and rapping in the name of you know better bars, man. Yeah, you know, that's I had some of it written already, uh, when when you first approached me with it. Cause I I was gonna work on a different project and the guy just kind of like ghosted and I was like cool I got this like really killer start to a verse mm-hmm. and then I was just like when you showed it to me I was just like hmm I wonder if this would fit onto this and then it's just dun, 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 mop hype woman crew comes and I was like oh it's over I yeah. was like it's done and then like I finished out the rest of it at the end and I was just like oh this is this is crazy this is crazy right here I showed it to Felipe Felipe was like down (laughs) yeah hell yeah and we had to we had to take it from there man um what do you remember about recording or i should say the recording sessions because there was quite a few yeah i mean well i haven't really told anybody about our album like how it was created but Mm -hmm. i made all the beats on my phone Mm -hmm. on GarageBand. I'm telling you. That's some mad lib shit. Dude. I'm, I'm telling you, man, this <laughs> quarantine did a number on me and it had the creative juices flowing. So I was yeah. like, yo, let's let's mess with this. And that was the first thing I messed with when I first got this phone, right, with GarageBand on it. And it was just an experiment thing, experimental thing. And came back, came back to haunt us because look what we got now. Man. You know, that's how it started. And I even have like um, <clears throat> this this pretty decent Shure microphone that you can plug into the phone to use it. So that beefed up the quality of the vocals a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, mixing it all, I was losing a lot of quality in a lot of tracks. And I was like, man, I want this to sound really good. But it's not really happening on my phone. I got to like figure out how to export this stuff and maybe put it on a better software to get the quality we need. So we decided to hit up Anthony, homie Anthony Shout Aguilar. Out Anthony. Shout yes. out, man. He- He's been coming through. He had his badass microphone that he just got, a Bluebird mic, Oof. and really brought your vocals out like, mm-hmm. man, real good. Made that shit pop, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yo, mad props to that dude, because we did have to record it like four different times. It was like mm-hmm. twice when it was like at that fast tempo, and then twice at that slow tempo, and then, you know, we layered it and everything, but mm-hmm. praise Ja. It yeah. is done. That, <laughs> that song was a little bit of a doozy, because, you know, the rhymes are pretty fast pretty intricate you know Mm -hmm. i switch i switch stuff up and all that um all right so great song very necio and that's actually the theme of this episode we wanted to talk about our necio nights and the things that we've experienced in the music scene uh just going through the motions we've had a lot of incredible times yeah yeah. in our i would say short time in the music in the music industry because you know there's some guys that have been doing it for 10 plus years 15 20 yeah so you know shout outs to them but you know we're definitely some some uh experienced babies in the game um uh so this quarantine actually got me thinking a lot about you know my days as a performer and you know all the great times that we've had 
And one time that, you know, one really necio night that was just a lot of fun was with uh, my band Radio Tierra. Mm -hmm. uh, we were all out there. It was great, man. We, um, we had a lot of the members from Bear Brass there. So we had Craw, we had Dan, and we had Ryan. I had Joaquin come out and play percussion for me. Mm -hmm. um, Matt, uh, uh, um, why is his name escaping me right now? Mattingly. What's his first name, Sarah? Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> Sorry, Dalton. I don't know how the hell I just spaced out. Dalton Mattingly was our drummer for the night because Paolo was still on the cruise. You know, this is before COVID. So he was still working uh, as a seaman <laughs> out on the cruise. He was drumming with the BB King thing. Um, but it was so dope. Everybody was there and everybody was on point. Oh, we had Anthony on vocals with us. It was amazing, and um, Oscar Moreno actually came out. He shot these absolutely epic photos of us that will live on forever. Um, and this was actually also the very last Radio Tierra show. Where was that at again? That was at uh, Blue Star. Oh, that's right. It was at Blue Star. Uh, Brick, right? At Brick. Yeah, yeah Brick. Yeah. Um, you were there. I think you caught like the second half of it. Yeah, I think uh, I got out of work and I zoomed over there. I was able yeah. to catch a little bit. Yeah, Mirame actually opened up for us. And that was, or like, uh, I mean, they went on before us. Right? Yeah. Um, that was super dope. They were they were great as well. But we we had a really fun night. We sold tons of merch. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought some cactuses because they were doing like a market, you know, like. Oh, yeah, dude, they always got cool markets there. They always have like these, I love those events with like all these uh, all these artisanal things for sale. But this guy had a whole gang of cactuses or Damn, cacti. that's cool. <laughs> and um, I bought I bought one, and it was it was it was freaking awesome. I also got interviewed for the Mesquite, which is a college newspaper by Andrea Rangel, and she was awesome. Her and her team, um, uh, it was super dope. I just felt like I was on top of the world. I got super drunk. It was super great. And then we met. We made some new friends that night. Yeah. Uh, the homies Tina and Rita, shout out to oh, them. Oh yeah, shout out to <laughs> Tina and Rita. It was great meeting them that night. That was a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun, man. They were. I, I was like, I was surprised they were like down because we were just like, oh, we're probably just gonna go hit up the strip, probably go dance and you know just hang out or whatever. And they're like, yeah, we're down. We you know where, where, where do we go? Send us an address. And they were so they were like totally down to go with us. And we went out. We had Ubered, so we met them over there. And we went to Bujo, right? Yeah, we on the St. Mary Strip, El Bujo. We were at Bujo. We were all dancing. It was me, you, Sarah, Tina, Rita, and Anthony. You remember Anthony was there, too? And he yeah. Was, man, we were all getting down. We got a little crowd around us. Yeah, man, that's just how it is when we go out. You know, we, we get a little Nesco. We're having Always. a good time. The, the good tunes are playing, and we start, start moving around, start dancing, start shaking it a little bit. And it's infectious energy every time we do that. Every people time. always kind of gravitate towards us. I yeah. know some random people just like walked up in the circle where it's like, yeah. oh, what's up? Oh, and we they start be dancing. Down. We want to be down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, dude. It was, it was so great, man. And we, we, you know, we danced all night, all of us. I, you know, we all left a little sweaty. Um, Felt a little, a little gooder. Man, we were... <laughs> After some tequila shots. it. A little bust. Dude, a little You're on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think we hit up a couple spots and we ended up finishing the night at Bujo. And then um, we always... always. In those times before Nessio. COVID, BC, Nessio. we had to end 
end the night with some food, right? That's like a common Nessio yeah. Sananto thing. What's right? the Mecca? What's the Mecca? The Mecca. Balitos. Balitos. Tell us about it, man. Tell us oh about Balitos. God. Actually, you talked about it already in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, we've talked about it before. It's definitely, we're waiting on that sponsorship. Balitos, hit us up. Come on now. We'll work for Maritiera Burritos. Come on, daddy. Come on, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we ended up we ended up at Balitos, man, and it's just it's just the freaking spot. I'm telling you, they had they, first of all, BC. They were open 24 hours a day, so we would show up at two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we'd get amazing service. They have their great salsa bar. Oh, we man. just load up on everything. So, anyways. We're there with Tina, Rita, me, you, Sarah, and Anthony. Where we get a we get a table, and we and we all order some food, and we're and we're like we're like oh I'm wondering if you guys Dude. like spicy food yeah 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 it was, we're like totally all about it was, it. It was so funny too because before we went we're like hey what do y'all want to do? It was already like the bars closed, and uh, you were the one who brought up the idea. You were like, let's go to Balitos, and Rita was like, all right. I'll drive us there. Get in the car. Come on. And we're like, yeah. I don't know if we'll fit. She's like, just cram oh, in there. Yeah, and then we lapped that. it and and we're like cruising and jamming. And it's like a it's a good little drive, but it's it's worth the drive, you yeah. know. We ended up making it over there, got the table and yeah. and they were just like, We're gonna we'll be the judge. Well you're talking really highly of balitos. We're gonna we'll be the judge of that. We'll let you know. You know, we've had some good burritos, we had some good yeah. food, whatever. Yeah. They're like, Yeah, we we know burritos. We're from California. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So we went down there to Balitos and we all ordered our food and everything. And I was surprised, man. These girls were down, dude. They they like really ate some really spicy salsa. Yeah. And I was pretty impressed. And then uh, there was this magical moment in the night <laughs> where <laughs> we were all eating. We we're all stuffing our faces, and um and Tina. Yeah, Tina was like was talking about what we were saying. I, I think she was eating like barbacoa or something that t- that has that has like onions and cilantro and stuff. Yeah, and we were passing around. She was like, "Oh, do you, does anyone like onions, or you guys don't eat onions?" And she was just like, "What? Who doesn't eat onions?" And she was like, "Don't you hate a no onion ass bitch?" And we all died laughing. And then yeah. Sarah, Sarah's like, "Wait, wait, wait." She pulled out her phone. She was like, can you do that one more time? And we got it on video. <laughs> and she's just taking this big old bite of a taco. And she's just like, don't you hate a no onion ass bitch? <coughs> and ever since then, we've just been like, damn, don't you hate a no onion ass bitch? Or just like anything. It's just like, oh, don't you hate a fucking no coffee ass bitch? Or yeah. just like whatever. Man, that stuck. <laughs> yeah, it stuck. So shout out to Tina and Rita. That was a super fun Nessio night. Um What's another what's another cool Nessio night for you? Do you have any stories or any personal experiences you want to share? I've had too many. I've had a lot of <laughs> Nessio nights, but um, you know, we were talking about the St. Mary's strip. Uh-huh. It's always Nessio out there. Oh you know, my like God. if if you're coming into San Antonio and you know, just think COVID's not happening, right? BC, whatever. Mm-hmm. People come into town, they're like, Hey man, is there something cool to do? And there's all kinds of stuff to do in San Antonio. Like we can find anything, but the nightlife a lot of people will direct you. None. They'll direct you straight to the St. Mary Strip. That's you know right. what I mean? There's That's other right. cool spots like outside the loop, 1604, 410, like standalone spots. That are okay. Whack. It's like, yeah, it's all right. But if you go to the strip, man, you'll be walking up and down, bar hopping, you run into friends. You don't know where the night's going to take you. It's always different. It's out the there. sixth street of San Anto. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just 
a general fucking place to go yeah. for a Nessio night. Yeah. Shout out to all the bars on the strip that have hired us to play music and have paid us money to do it. That has been phenomenal. Uh, the St. Mary Strip, you can, I mean, what's 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 the bad things about it, You would you say, about going to the St. Mary Strip? Uh, all kinds of bad too, things too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> too much or not enough. Yeah. yeah, some people might shy away from the more rowdy things out there, but I welcome it. I welcome that chaos. You know, it's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, if you know how to do it, you know, like to find a parking spot, you don't have to pay for parking. You get drinks. Uber, <laughs> bro. And um, yeah, man, drinks and some other things. But <laughs> let's go to Fausto. Yeah, let's go. I like going there, man. They always play some cool ass punk and metal. Yeah. And yeah, you actually cool put staff. me onto that spot. I had mm-hmm. never been there before till till you had taken me. And actually, you, me, Sarah, and Luis have a crew. Called the One SK, the One Shot Crew. One Shot Crew, man, come on, let's just go, just one shot. The summer, the summer of 2019 was one of the most Nessio on the record. <laughs> um, we were just, man. You know what? I blame, I blame this man sitting in front of me right here, because he just has this way to just persuade you and to go, <laughs> dude. It's like, it's like the equivalent of a man saying, "Oh, just a tip." Just the tip. You know it's gonna end in full blown <laughs> penetration, bro. And that's who and that's and that's how it was every time. We call it the one shot crew because we always went with the plan of taking one shot and coming right back and just being like, Oh, we, we got out of our systems. Congrats guys, we did it. But then here I come with the second round. Here comes the <laughs> devil. The devil. Like, you ready for round two? Yeah. Yeah, like what? What? Huh? Yeah, Same. well I mean, you bought a round, I'm going to buy the next one, and then you buy the next one, you buy the next one. It's like, oh, what, 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 what? You're just like, what? Next thing you know, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm late for work. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it. I miss those times. Yeah. It, def- <laughs> it definitely was It definitely was nice, but I got to say, it's been nice to take a little bit of a breather. Yeah. Because we were going hard for quite some time at the St. Mary's Strip. Getting lit. It's lit. It's lit. <laughs> Yo, what's up with that Travis Scott meal, dude? All I know Have is you had it? I tried it once and they forgot my barbecue sauce. Oh, motherfuckers. I was just like whack. Did you get the Sprite? No. Oh. <laughs> I asked for a Sprite and they gave me a Coke. No, no. I'm just like, bro. I tried to like hit up Travis Scott's DMs and be like, yo, they put your name on this right here. Yo, so I basically got a number three with bacon. <clears throat> I'm sorry, man. I just don't see like the. I can see like, oh, okay, you want to do a thing with Travis Scott? Cool. Make it a more lit burger, not just lettuce and bacon. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it. It's like the same shit, but, but they, throw, didn't, they didn't even put a toy in it or nothing. Throw, they, throw a ghost pepper in it or something, man. <laughs> have you have you really experiencing life on the edge, like Mr. Scott? I think it's a uh, pretty cheap though. It's only like six bucks. I think it's cheaper than the number three itself. It's like yeah. a dollar cheaper, which Shout is kind of cool, but you know. Yeah. Shout out to all the Nessios making their little viral videos online. <laughs> Good. Yeah, oh, going dude. to the fucking to the fucking drive-throughs. <laughs> you like, yo, Cactus Jack sent me. It's lit. Like, have you seen the ones where like people drive up and someone's like, you know why I'm here, <laughs> and then, and then they just blast the beginning. <laughs> It's rowdy, man. Sorry, these wetticles. I saw this one of these kids. They put a tarp in the in the um, 
in the bed of the truck and filled it up with water to get jacuzzi. I think what? that was the one, right? He's like, <laughs> you know why we're one. here. And they play the, they play a uh, sickle mode. They play yeah. the sickle mode on it. You actually saw Travis Scott, didn't you? I did, yeah. I went to see him a couple of years ago in Houston. And uh, it was the the show with Kendrick Lamar. Oof. <clears throat> Man, that was Nessio such Overload. a dope show. It was it was pretty lit. <laughs> but um yeah it was it was dope man it was when travis scott first came out with some hits it was that whenever he first came out with that song i got those goosebumps every night and and that shit was like the major hit for him yeah at that time before he came out with Worlds, right yeah and he was uh performing on this big ass eagle he was like standing on it and he was like yeah 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 i was like damn what the fuck and Kendrick Lamar killed it that night too. Oh, you know, it was such so a great jelly. show. I'm peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I bet it. Was. Did you turn up? You should get nice and Nessio or what? Oh yeah, I got plenty Nessio. Got plenty Nessio. See, that's the <laughs> thing about being Nessio, man. Sometimes you can turn up and it just you just get too Nessio, and it ends up being a very bad thing. Mm-hmm. But you could also get really Nessio and have it turn into a good thing. Yeah, I actually had an experience. Where I went to go see one of my favorite groups, the Wu Tang Clan. All right, Wu Tang Clan coming at you. Soup. <laughs> so I went to go see Wu Tang at the. I always confuse these. This is Majestic. Was it Majestic or Aztec? Aztec, something like that. <laughs> it was one of those two. Yeah. And um, I went to go see Wu Tang, and oh my God, they're all there! Holy shit! Even like the ones that are sometimes fall back. Master Kill is there. Oh, Fraud is there. Method Man. Method Man was there. Oh shit! Because you you said that you saw him and you didn't like uh, you saw Wu Tang and he wasn't there. Yeah, it was, was that, right? that. It was like that same week they played here, and yeah. then a few days later they played in Austin. Yeah. Found some some tickets, and Method Man wasn't even there. Yeah. So I was a little bummed by that, but yeah. it was still dope. Probably not as cool as your experience, though. Man, it was insane, dude. It was it was so fun. I was so jazzed up, and like everybody <laughs> in the crowd was lit. And it was like a like a little bit of an older crowd, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so much fun, and I just got super wasted. I had such a great time, and they mentioned they mentioned that there was gonna be an after party mm-hmm. at Paper Tiger. and like YDB was gonna be there, and supposedly Ghostface was gonna make an appearance. So we went down there and we kept drinking and we kept partying and we kept having a really good time. Yeah. And I remember as I walked in, Sarah was like, you ready to get on stage or what? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Go tell, go tell, go tell Ghostface to let me on stage, right? And yeah. she's just like, okay. <laughs> and then um, I remember it was like turning up. Everybody's on stage. I remember Ghostface was there. YDB, which is ODB's son. Rest in peace, ODB. He was there, and he looks just like the guy, and he does all his oh, yeah. verses, and you know, it's, it's crazy. So I was there, and then I had to go to the bathroom. I had to go pee real bad. So I went to the bathroom in the middle of the show. I went to go pee. I came back, and as I'm coming back, one of the guys, uh, YDB, was like, yo, anybody want to come on stage and rap? And I, like, so nestial, so drunk, so everything, beeline towards the stage, and I, like, Hop up, I snatched the mic from YDB. I didn't notice, but there was a guy next to me, because there was like five guys on stage. There was a guy next to me who was finishing his verse. I didn't notice it. I just started rapping, and I was so jazzed up and so nasty. And, just... yeah. and I started going, and he was just like, yo. And then like, people kept tapping me, and I just I couldn't. And then the crowd was like egging me on. They were like, oh, oh. 
<laughs> like, this is on video. So if anybody thinks I'm bullshitting, it's on video. And then I remember like YDB comes right next to me and he's just looking at me. He's giving me that face of like, I'm hearing your words and I'm hearing your flow. And that shit is cool, man. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, man, I got up there being Nessio. And then like I'm, I saw the video and I see the other guys on stage and they're just like this fucking white boy, motherfucker. <laughs> he's over and they were just like, yo, 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 yo. And then like after a certain point, they just let me go. And the instrumental ran out and I kept rapping a little bit and then it just died out. And then I just turn around and I hand the mic to YDB and I just get off stage and the whole crowd's going wild. And oh, YDB shit. makes this face of like, that was pretty cool. That <laughs> oh, was yeah. pretty cool, not gonna lie. Damn. And that was like my Nessio moment of glory. Damn, <laughs> it, those legendary Nessio nights. Dude, it, I'm telling you, you have to channel your Nessioness for good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if not, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> like, um, I'll say one more. It's just, I'll, just a real quick one. Shout out to Rob. Shout out to the homie Rob. Um, this one time we were in Austin with Los Nahualatos. You were at this show in Houston where we opened up for Los Carnales. Mm -hmm. And Dude, that shout was... Shout out to Carnales. Shout out to them. Shout out to Felipe. Um, he actually signed my Timberland boot. That was oh, awesome. Yeah, I showed yeah. it to him the other day when I saw him. He's <laughs> like, oh, he showed his girl. He's like, hey, look, check it out. I signed this guy's boot. He doesn't even remember <laughs> shit. Well, it was that night. I was so nessio and I was so turned up. And I was like having the best time ever. Uh, I met this girl, we were dancing and we were just like, man, we, I, I was like sweaty. I was dancing with everybody. This was after the show, after we had already played. So like, mm -hmm. you know, people were coming up to me and just giving me jingles of energy. And I was just in the best mood and I was pulling people into the into the mosh pit. And, you know, I remember I, I was like dancing with this girl, like slow dancing, like in the middle of a mosh pit. It was crazy, man. And we just like, had a super mega blast but scarnales you know you've been to their shows even when you were younger oh, yeah. fights are inevitable so in my nessio mind i saw a fight break out these two big guys i saw this fight break out and like they're like at the point where they're about to start hitting each other and in my drunken nessio mind this is where it goes bad i think to myself oh Maybe I can do something to stop the fight. Let me see if I can control them. And mm -hmm. I go up to the guy, one of the biggest guys, and I throw my hands around him and I say, hey man, relax, relax. And he turns around and looks at me like I'm about to kill this guy. His girlfriend walks up, or his girlfriend like runs up as I put my arms around him and she's like, get him, fuck him up, fuck him oh, up, he's trying shit. to get you. And he's about to just turn around and start huge guy. He was probably like six feet stocky built. And I just feel somebody grab me by the shoulders and yank me to the point where like my feet are like dragging, like oh, bouncing yeah. on the floor. I'm like, whoa, where am I going? Where am I going? And Rob was pulling me. I remember, was, man. I remember being at the merch table and then him like pulling you back like that. I was like, what happened? Yeah. And then he was just like, Arturo, don't ever do that again, man. I know that guy. That guy will fucking kill you, man. He's like, oh, do not ever do that shit again. I was just like, Rob, I was trying to stop him. Nah, man, get the f dude. Let him fight. Let him kill each other. <laughs> Don't fucking get into that shit. And I was just, like, I was just trying to be a hero, man. Who's Nessio Knights? When Nessio be Nessio goes wrong. <laughs> yes. Ching Too many of those. All right. So um, those are just some of the, some some Nessio stories. I actually wanted to include a new segment into our show a new segment called say what and basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you some stories that were in the news 
that maybe you may have heard about, maybe you didn't, but it's stuff that's so kind of crazy that you just like, oh, yo, is this for real? And it just makes you say, say what? So the first one, Felipe, did you know that the Chinese government right now in 2020 is putting Muslim Uyghurs, which is, that's what, that's what they're called, the Muslims in China, they're called Uyghurs, they're putting them in concentration camps. They're shaving their heads and they are, um, uh, they're giving them like hysterectomies and doing all this crazy shit. So it's like new school Holocaust going on in China. And when I heard about it, I was like, say, say what? what? You told me about another one the other day too, right? Yeah, man. Did you know that Donald Trump got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize? Say, Say what? What, what world are we living in, bro? What is peaceful about that man for him to be nominated for that? I have no idea. Like, it's like, just forget everything he ever did and just focus on this one thing. Like, what kind of pull you got to have to do some shit like that? It's like we're living in the Twilight Zone. Got my real life looking like the Twilight Zone, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I got another one for you. Did you know that Trump knew how serious COVID was, but he didn't tell us because he didn't want to start a panic? Say, Say what? what? Are you serious, bro? Wow. Don't you think it's better to be prepared for us to know what the hell is going on? Yeah. Come on, doggy. How could you not take into consideration that we're people and we care about this shit? Slacking in your Mac and Donnie, just send the check, bro. It's ridiculous. Send the goddamn check. Jesus Christ. Did you know that Trumpito is also going to ban TikTok and uh, the app WeChat from the app stores in the USA starting on Monday, September 21st? They will no longer be available on there. Say what? I'm just like, bro, really? Like, <laughs> just because it's from China, like, what's your beef with them? I also saw that. Um, it was actually homegirl that we uh, just mentioned, Tina. I saw that she posted about it, and she was saying that she knows people in her family that use that WeChat app, uh -huh, uh -huh. and it's like used to translate things. You know, it's a widely used app. So yeah. if they don't have it here in America for those people, like it's cutting off, you know, that communication, which yeah. sucks. Yeah, I listen to this group called the Higher Brothers, which is a group of uh, uh, Chinese rappers, and they always talk about that WeChat stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think it might be like like based like in like in the Asian regions where they use it more, or you know, yeah. I, could, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's predominantly in the in the Asian nation, you know, yeah. over there in that continent over there. That's messed up. Yeah. Well, did you know that an ICE whistleblower just reported? that there are detention centers where they're doing unwanted hysterectomies on women. Say, Say what? what? Dog, get, 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 your, get your filthy, dirty hands out of females' reproductive systems, bro. Man, these fools out here always trying to delegate with these, what women want to do with their bodies. What? Like, who gives them any sort of right? It's like, it's like the same thing going on with the Uyghurs in, in, uh, in China. It's just like, dude, you're playing god essentially like you're doing something that's unnatural it's like circumcisions you know it's like yes some some women do need it or they get to a certain point in their life where like you know they they need it for this reason or that reason but that is not anybody's decision but that woman that's getting it yeah that shit's crazy bro they should they should have like they should have like a lawyer for when a situation just gets so dang nessio 
I wonder, what would that sound like? Hmm. Have you or anyone you know been a victim of nesiothelioma? You may be entitled to compensation. I'm Juanito Feria, the Sananto Chanclai. I smack necios and necias with lawsuits that are a result of nesiothelioma. Get away from me, necio. I give the insurance company chanclazos and make necias and necios pay for their neciosity. Quit touching my dick! How many times have you been on the St. Mary's Strip and some necio shit goes down? Let Juanito Feria fight for you. I was able to get my client the highest possible compensation after some necio doing bumps and high tones was all lit and spilled your chamoy shot all over her Balenciaga fit. Thank you, Juanito Feria, for helping me and getting me enough money to replace my Balenciaga, and I was able to buy new Gucci's too. Some Nessio ass fool was smelling keys in the bathroom, got all Nessio with my girlfriend, and got her pregnant. Juanito was able to get me max cash for pain and suffering. Lupe, if you're hearing this, Juanito got me some Feria. Call me. We can work this out. I want to help you raise Aiden. Juanito Feria. Attorney for Necio Tilioma. No case is too Necio for the Sananto Chancla. If you're in Sananto and you've been exposed to Necio Tilioma, I want to represent you. I was attacked by a bunch of gabachos on Sarsamora Street, trying to be Necio for the gram. They dumped all the shaved ice on me and squirted me with tamarindo syrup. They caused over 50,000 pesos in damage, but Juanito was able to get me Lots of feria. I gave those gavachos chanclazos and made them cough up the dinero. Call Juanito Feria at 210-420-6969. Once again, that's 210-420-6969. Se habla español. Llame ahora al 210-420-6969. De nuevo, es 210-420-6969. Please get in contact with the law offices of Juanito Feria and go ahead and file that claim for Nesio Tilioma. Call my mans. Call, call him up. Call our mans. This episode is actually sponsored by Juanito Feria's law firm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, that was a fun skit. So for those of you who don't know, the trick word of the day is Nesio Tilioma. That's right. And the definition is, I'm sorry, I just, it's a word that I made up. Actually, Felipe and I came up with it one day. We were messing around. I don't even remember exactly how it happened. Yeah. But I think you said something. And, oh, you said, you said a mesothelioma or something like that to that effect. Oh, and, right. and then I asked you, did you just say nesiotelioma? And yeah. we all started <laughs> laughing and we were like, yo, that has to be a thing. Yeah, I was like, I was like, uh. If you or a loved one suffers from nesiotelioma, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> Man, that was such a long time ago, and it's just now coming to fruition, and we're doing it for something. So that's super cool. And the de definition that I came up with for that is when you get down with the sickness and you get nesio. <laughs> nesio, it's a magic word, nesio. Nesio. What, what does nesio mean to you? Like, what... what what definition or what do you envision when you hear the word nesio? Well, or nesia. To me, or it's nesiex. <laughs> nesiex. <laughs> hey, we woke out here, you know, progressives. Heck, 
To me, it's synonymous with being rowdy mm-hmm. from a Texas peep. As rowdy. As rowdy, dang. <laughs> you know what's funny is when I first moved to San Antonio, I heard kids saying that, and I was like, rowdy? I'm like, what the, like, what context are they using that? Oh, in? yeah. And that was just like the thing everybody said. Oh, that's rowdy. That's rowdy. You know? <laughs> But um, you know, as far as like more, more, more. Uh, this is a Spanish word, you mm-hmm. know, for our non-Spanish speaking, um, and basically it just means that you're being like persistent, or you're just having a very non-stop attitude. It could also mean like foolish, or that you're like jumping the gun. You're like going, you're going based off of incorrect information. You're just like, oh man, you're just being necio. Like you, you're not listening. You're being hard-headed. Oh yeah, you know. That's that's a little bit going more in depth as to what Nessio means, and it's it's just such a fun word. I feel like ever since I started jamming with Los Nahualatos, it's just it's so it's just always there, and then it just turned into you know, I'm sure people would say that word all the time, but mm. you know, it's just it's definitely come into our vocabulary more. And sometimes when I hear the word Nessio, I'm triggered, and I just want to like party, and I just. I want to encompass that Nessio energy. Yeah, man. Usually, whenever I'm feeling pretty good, if we're out, I've had a couple of drinks, whatever. I'm just like, damn, the Nessio's coming out. The I Nessio. just want to be Nessio. Let's go see this band and dance on Nessio. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking rip off your shirt and you see the N on your chest. <laughs> Nessio. <laughs> Nessio man. Nessio man. Damn, that would have been a good skit idea too, right? <laughs> Word. Yo, so that was that was the episode for today. Um, did you want to give the folks a uh, Netflix suggestion? You watching anything that you maybe want to break people off with that knowledge of what you what you're on or what you're watching? Um, actually, I haven't been watching too much Netflix recently. Um, I did just cancel my Disney Plus account. What? Yeah. Sarah, oh, me and Sarah are so bummed. Sarah's oh, like, man. she just threw herself out the window. So I've pretty much just been watching The Simpsons until that's done. Until your subscription is done? Yeah, I think I got like a week left or something. Throwback Simpsons. <laughs> wow. That was like the main reason I kept it, right? Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, uh, you know, it's something that I've seen already, but I did just want to uh, bring it up because it's so great. Uh, it's a great show called Patriot Act, and that is with Hassan Minaj. Um, he was like he was one of the people who was on the Daily Show. He was one of the correspondents, mm. and he's the dude that like roasted Obama at the correspondents dinner, you know, with all the media and stuff. But he has this show, and it's um, it's like a picture like a John Oliver type of situation, <laughs> or like Trevor Noah. But he talks about like some really like undercovered stories and things like, for example, that's where I learned about the about the Muslim Uyghurs. Like that's oh, yeah. just insane what's going on over there and he also exposed uh for example like the legal marijuana industry how it's like super corrupt and there's only i think three different branches that control the entire legal marijuana industry and they all have to get like licenses from these from these companies Mm -hmm. and it's just like a super crazy process and actually hassan also was the first one to talk about how a pandemic was on the way and this was like three or four months before COVID hit and I was just like, man, that's crazy. I wonder when that pandemic's gonna hit a few months later. There it was. So it's just such a great show. And yeah. it's so woke, it just got canceled. Yeah, I saw that, man. That's a bummer. He had yeah. he was talking about some real issues that were happening and I was a huge fan to watch that stuff. I remember watching one of the episodes where he talked about how 
cruise ships cause so much uh, pollution in the world. Episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Floating and, cities. Yeah, it's like you want to go on it because you watch the commercial and it looks like so much fun. And I'm sure I got friends and family who have been on one of those and really enjoyed it. But the side he talks about is just all the trash out there and like how it's basically lawless out in the ocean. Y'all should check it out if y'all yeah. haven't heard that. You can apparently like commit murder out at sea when you're crossing certain lines and they just... The, the jurisdictions are just so tricky that no country wants to deal with it. It's just like, oh, he got murdered. The person got murdered in this area. Uh, you know, give it to this guy. Nah, give it to this guy. Transfer him to this line, you know. Yeah. And they just, you can basically get, get away with murder on a cruise. It's such a crazy gray area about that because you're like in international waters. So who, yeah. who does that fall on? So, fellas, if you're trying to murder your wife, now's the time to do it. There's great cruise specials. Just pass that, <laughs> pass that one ocean line, and she'll be gone forever, and you can sleep with your secretary or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. God dang. Um, yeah, so, great. Um, do you have any music suggestions, whether it's local or, you know, I prefer if it was local so we can give some shine on our folks. But what have you been listening to, man? I do, yeah. I have a local music shout out i want to give to okay. but it's nothing current it's actually some older mm. music that started in san antonio um the sa chicano brown eyed soul uh-huh. you know what Ooh. i mean bands like the royal jesters started here in san antonio but what i wanted to highlight was um the band sunny and the sunliners oh, you know sunny ozuna yeah he's been getting a lot of a lot of love recently from the east coast and the west coast there's bands really? out there doing similar stuff it's like a resurgence of the oldies sound and um right now big crown records in new york they recently put out this compilation with a lot of bands from the east and west coast where they cover a song from him so it's a handful of bands that do a cover from sunny ozuna sunny and the sunliners and to me it's amazing to see that yeah. it's started here where where i grew up in san antonio and it's still alive today. Homegrown music, you know, the manteca and everything f- with love from San Anto, man. I, <clears throat> unfortunately, man, I I can't hear a lot of Sonny Ozuna without getting emotional, man. Because yeah. they played it at my stepfather's funeral. And every time I hear Put Me In Jail, I'm just like, oh, here we go. Oh, man. Here we go. Yeah. I, that was, I was actually out with when, with you guys one time and I like started bawling, dude. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because they played, they, uh, I think it was um, Lost Project or... Rat King Cole or one of them did they do a cover? Oh right? yeah, they that's cover right. It? Yeah, I think it yeah. was Rat King. Cole. I remember they played it and I was just like, oh lord. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right in the fields, man. But I love it. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. Um, I actually did want to shout somebody out as well, a musician. Uh, he is one of the masterminds for the band Zenobia. Uh, that he actually plays with Dalton Mattingly as well. I want to highlight Jamail Shashir. Um, this dude is just crazy talented, man. He has mm-hmm. like all these weird contraptions. He just did, recently did this thing called the hot dog anime. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the instrument that he used, but it's like this, it's like this digital box and it has these wires mm-hmm. and he, he hooked them onto hot dog weenies. Wait, on what? Dude. It's crazy. I'll show you the video after this. I showed it to Sarah and she was just like, what the fuck is even this? No right? way. Wow. So he has these, he has these wires and these wires like, what's that, what's that, what's that um, instrument that like you like wave your hand and it's like, oh, the, the theremin, that thing. It's kind of like that, but you hook it onto objects and each mm-hmm. object has a certain frequency, has a certain thing. 
So he laid out like five weenies, like a <laughs> piano, and it's like, wow, it's insane. And that dude is like constantly just everything: vocals, bass, guitar, keys, weird instruments. Mm. Uh, he has the the Yui or the Ui, what's it called? Yui. Uh, that thing is just it's like a, it's like a uh, an electric flute, but it does okay, yeah. like it has all these modulators on it. And this mm-hmm. dude is just like the king of effects and synthesizers and all this stuff so jamil share man that dude is doing some crazy stuff and he's just i i could see it in his videos he's like he's in the house and he's working on music daily yeah man shout out to him he's super talented i've seen that, him perform yeah. like with uh luis gonzalez mm-hmm, too and mm-hmm. man he rips it up on the bass he's yeah. shredding he's a great player yeah, go follow him man that guy is an amazing talent and he like edits these great videos and everything is just like very well produced i really suggest you guys check out that hot dog anime song that he did it's so fantastic um so i guess before we wrap up on the topic of being nessio i just have some final words for the folks uh no nessio deed goes unnoticed if you're down stay down but know when it's time to chill but also know when it's time to go harder Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Please, please be careful in your nessiosity. <laughs> That's a new one. There we go. Yeah. That's what it's all about here, man. Creating new things. Ja, just zapped that into my brain. <laughs> nice. Yo, man, do you have a, a shout out for a badass woman? I sure do, man. I had to do it for this episode. Amalia Ortiz, if you're listening, I want to give a shout out to you shout because outs. you are a badass woman. Not just because you were gracious enough to... I asked her for a poem, and she gave me a rap. She gave me, like, 28 bars. And yeah, I was like, man. what is going... Oh, man. I was, like, blown away. I was like... I, she spit it for me over the phone. And I was like, Amali, I was expecting a poem. And then you hit <laughs> me with this, like, Busta rhyme shit. I'm like, this is incredible. But also, Amalia Ortiz is an author. She's a poet. She's been on HBO's uh, Deaf Poetry Jam. She got... Uh, brought up on stage by Mo's Def. It's Damn. just super cool. Uh, we used to be roommates and she used to tell me these cool stories um, mm-hmm. of her of her time. And there's videos on YouTube of her. Look her up. She's doing Deaf Poetry Jam. It's amazing. She's amazing. And she just recently received the Oral Literature Award for the Cancion Carnival Cabaret and Other Songs, which is a book of poetry that doubles as a script for a punk rock musical. I don't know if you. I think you have seen it live, right? You've seen yeah. you've seen the show. Oh, we played the same day with her on Muertos Fest, right? That's right. That time that we played, um, I've seen her a few times. Um, but she has that she has that book of 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 songs and poetry. She did she debuted it last summer at the Guadalupe, and she also just did a video with Piñata Protest as well. They did uh, Texas Lindo y Querido. She did a poem. Like, this woman is on fire, bro. I am just, like, blown away by her. And she's just such an awesome person. Uh, we have her books. She she actually credited me on one of her books because I helped her do the design for, oh, the, really? for, the, for the cover. Um, I, I came up with the concept, and then she passed it along to, to somebody who could Photoshop it and make it look a lot cleaner and stuff. Okay. So, Amalia Ortiz, man, she is so awesome. Felipe, let me hear a shout-out for another badass woman, bro. Well, we mentioned this woman a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, can you believe out of the 212 years of the U.S. Supreme Court, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was 
Only the second woman to the serve on that. The second one. I did. I heard that, man. So sad. Say what? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> so sad that she just passed away, you know? Yeah. She was she was fighting for a lot of great things mm-hmm. for women and people, you know? She really had interests in civil rights, gender equality, and she was like one of the only people to bring that to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, the Supreme Court's full of all these old-ass white men who have no interest in women or the anybody who is living in poverty or anything like that yeah but she was fighting for that so i'm hoping that another woman comes along and thinks about that i know of a few women that are currently studying those things and i have high hopes for the future i hope it's aoc she's one of them oh is she oh <laughs> my goodness man that would be incredible either that or president i'm cool with either one either way either way either way either way <laughs> ruth bader ginsburg presente presente the notorious R B G, you are a badass woman and you will continue to inspire many generations to come with your story shout out to all the other badass women i think we're done man i think so peace, peace.